hopeful everyone is enjoying the festival, whether you're working or, or just visiting. Uh, aside from the rain, it's, it's been a pretty good two days. Uh, nice time to get together, fellowship that builds community, and uh, that's certainly what I see as the most important part of it. Uh, certainly the money is something that we need, but it's the fellowship, it's, it's the building of relationships that uh, I think really uh, is the important thing that happens there. So thanks again for all those who uh, have been around in one way or another. So a question that I'd like you to focus on this morning and perhaps during the week as well, uh, you know, what is the supreme value of our lives? What is the supreme value of our lives? Now, as I mentioned in my opening remarks, this is the third week from in which we have read from the 13th chapter of uh, the Gospel of Matthew. And this section that includes uh, all of these parables is, is often called the day of parables because it, it places together several of Jesus' very important ways of trying to get across many different things about who he is and who God is and who we are called to be. So we've listened to the parable about the sower and the seed, the parable of the weeds, and today we hear the parable about the kingdom of God. And at the end of this chapter, where we find ourselves today, Matthew is positioning Jesus as if he were standing here looking straight into each and every one of our eyes and, and asking the question, have you understood all of this? And today we have to ask another question, have we? You know, have we understood what it is that Jesus is trying to teach us over these last few weeks? Matthew's community, the community to whom he wrote this gospel and for whom he wrote the gospel, was made up primarily of Christians of Jewish background. In other words, they were still practicing their Jewish faith while following Jesus. But slowly, Christians of Gentile origin were were gaining numbers in the community. And so, confusion and questions, you know, uh, and, and the questions primarily about why were things not going quite as well as one would expect. And Matthew latched on to the parables of Jesus to answer questions about why some of the followers of Jesus were doing as he called and others were not. You know, why some followers uh, were confused about his message. And that's the parable about the sower and the seed. And then the other is how are we to live with those who do not fit in with our sense of values, the, the parable about the weeds and the wheat. And today, Matthew deals with the question of values and, and ultimately with the question of, you know, what is the highest value? Again, what is the supreme value of our lives? Now, Mass began today with uh, a prayer, as it always does, and I want to sort of reiterate part of it here. We prayed, O oh God, protector of those who hope in you, without whom nothing 
has firm foundation. Nothing is holy. Do we understand when we pray, and certainly the presider voices this prayer, but it is our prayer together as we begin, do we understand what we are asking for? <coughs> there is absolutely nothing of higher value in the world than the pursuit of the kingdom of God. You know, this is the this kingdom of God is the real wisdom of the world, the wisdom for which Solomon prayed. And is this wisdom again about the kingdom of God, is it seen in our lives as we live that? We hear the kingdom of heaven is like a net thrown into the sea which collects fish of every kind. And that's, you know, that's the church. We are fish of every kind. We are saints and sinners gathered here. You know, some of us are people of great devotion and and some hardly ever make it to a devotion. We're the best of supporters of the mission of the church and, and others begrudgingly, you know, put in our dollar. Some are ripe soil for the word of God and, and some are just not at this point in their lives. And we're called to patient tolerance with, with all those who fall behind. But today we are told that there will be an end to God's patience, an end to God's tolerance. Uh, a dragnet, uh, such as the one used in, in the last parable, captures all sorts of fish. But we hear that they will all not be kept. Some will be thrown away. And that's, Jesus is saying, that's how it's going to be at the end of the world. Some will wail and grind their teeth. And these are very much words to make us sit up and, and pay attention, take notice. You know, real wisdom understands that eventually, eventually we have to become serious about our pursuit of God. You know, it, it's ultimately the, the only thing that matters in our lives. Now, Palestine. You know, we hear all kinds of things about the troubles in Palestine today, what we would call Israel. And it was, was and still is one of the most troubled, most conquered areas of the world due to its very strategic location and its very valuable farmland. If you visit the Middle East, it seems like Israel and um, Lebanon and along the Nile in Egypt are about the only fruitful areas of that part of the world. And, and so there's always this great tension and contention about who should have that land. And people who understand capture and relocation learn to hide their valuable. And the earth was the only safe place to hide valuables, so people would, would bury their valuables, hoping that one day they could return and reclaim them. And it would not have been unusual then to have stumbled onto a buried treasure. 
And still today, it's uh, not rare for construction crews in that part of the world and others certainly to, to unearth unreclaimed buried treasure. And sometimes our pursuit of God and discovery of him is just like that. It's accidental. You know, we can imagine the person in the first parable today digging a ditch or a, a foundation and, and stumbling onto buried treasure. In living the routine of our lives, we too, you know, we stumble onto God. But then there is the question of our priorities. Once we've done that, then, then what's next in our lives? And we see that the person in the parable did everything possible to completely, completely possess the treasure. You know, do we work so completely to connect ourselves fully with God? The, the object seen as the epitome of beauty in the Middle East was the pearl. And it was the most valuable of all gems. And hence, it, it would not be unusual for someone to spend a lifetime in search of the best of all pearls. And so some people discover God not by accident, but because of a lifetime of searching. But again, what is our response? Sometimes a, a thing of great beauty has a very high price. And we hear the merchant gives up everything to possess the greatest of all pearls. But what about us? Can we say of ourselves right now, teenager, middle-ager, or elder, that we've devoted a lifetime to searching for God in our lives? Are we willing to sacrifice everything to possess God? And that's the question. You know, Matthew's Christians had to make hard choices about being Christian. There was prejudice, there was persecution. I don't know if any of you have paid close attention to what's going on in Iraq right now. I uh, got a news uh, feed from Zenit. Zenit is a, a Vatican news uh, resource. And if you want the truth of the news, Go to Zenit, and uh, I'll, I'll read a little bit of this to you. It says, The last Christian has now been expelled from Mosul. The light of religious freedom, along with the entire Christian presence, has been extinguished in the Bible's great city of Nineveh, the center of Christianity in Iraq for two millennia. This follows the uncompromising ultimatum by the jihadists of Isis to convert or die. On Sunday, this was last Sunday, Pope Francis expressed his profound anguish. Our brothers are persecuted, they are cast out, they are forced to leave their homes without having the chance to take anything with them. Before pitilessly exiling the Christians on foot, ISIS stole everything they had, their homes, their businesses, their cars, their money, and even wedding rings, sometimes with the ring fingers attached. 
Churches have all been destroyed, shuttered, or turned into mosques. ISIS has taken a sledgehammer to the tomb of Jonah, replaced the cross with the black Islamic flag on top of Mosul St. Ephraim's Cathedral, and beheaded or crucified any Muslim who dared to dissent. Even before the arrival of ISIS, targeted persecution of Iraq's Christians who still pray in Aramaic, the language of Jesus, was ignored. The numbers in Mosul have gone from 30,000 to zero, and that's just in the last six weeks. Christians still, and perhaps many of you have felt it as well, are faced with prejudice and persecution. Matthew's community was simultaneously being thrown out of the synagogue, and many of them were meeting death as well. Was the pursuit of God worth the price? And that was the question that Matthew had to answer, and, and we do as well. You know, so far, we don't face this kind of persecution, though we are increasingly facing an age of intolerance of religious people being Catholic or Presbyterian or Jewish or Hindu, whatever. You know, how high a value do we put on our faith and our pursuit of God? Are we willing to sacrifice? And our decision will be very revealing of, of how wise we really are. And we know that throughout the scriptures, everyone and every nation that abandoned or took for granted its relationship with God suffered terribly. Again, as Jesus asked, do you understand all these 